You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Our next guest may have an opinion on that. He is the voice of the World Game and he's heading up Channel 10's coverage of the World Cup, which gets underway this month. It's a big welcome to Simon Hill. Hello, Hilly. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Not bad. Is Cristiano Ronaldo petulant? Um, well, he certainly can be. Um, but I guess if you're one of the best players in the world over the last 20 years, you, you've probably got a right to be a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's a fair point. Yeah, and that's the way the <laughs> Roach has been as, you know, one of the top journalists. He's been petulant for a long yes, time. Yes, Oh, that's why he gets paid the you know. That's, right, that's exactly right, Simon. Now, Simon, 26-man squad for Qatar, the World Cup. Graham Arnold's put his 26 together. There's always going to be debate as to who should have been in the final squad. You've picked out a few. Who are you surprised has not made the final 26? Um, well, I'm certainly surprised that Mitch Langerak is not there, mm. to, to be brutally honest. I mean, he's... Uh, been away from the national team for a while. He he took a step back uh, because of COVID, wanted to be with his family in Japan, um, but made himself available again. He's playing regularly for Nagoya Grampus in, in the J-League, uh, playing well. He won the MVP award this year. And uh, the Socceroos have, have got obviously a concern over Matthew Ryan, not just over his fitness. I think he's got a bit of a, a knee injury at the moment, but the fact that he's not playing for his club Mm. Uh, would suggest to me that Langrak would be a good option, at least as a backup. But uh, he's not made it. Um, apparently, that's you know the advice of uh, John Crawley, the goalkeeping coach. He, he knows best, obviously. But I'm surprised he's not there. Trent Sainsbury's omission is, is the biggest shock, probably, even though he's not been in great form uh, for, for his country and not played a lot of club football of late. And I'll tell you what, that'll make for an interesting dinner table conversation because Sainsbury's married, uh, married to Graham Arnold's daughter. Oh, so oh. I, don't think they'll be, I don't think they'll be coming around for Christmas dinner. <laughs> hey, and I was just going to say, um, Simon, in regards to Langerak, we're hearing, I don't know if it's media sensationalism, but they're saying it's jobs for the boys. Well, look, I don't know. Um, only, you know, Graham Arnold and John Crawley can, can answer that. Uh, all I can give you is my honest opinion, and, mm. and that is that on current form, Mitch Langrack, in my opinion, should be there. But that's, you know, that's no slight on the other two goalkeepers who are going. Uh, Danny Vukovic is a, is a great goalkeeper. Andrew Redmayne, too. And we know about Redder's penalty-saving yeah. ability. Yeah. He was probably always going to be there. Yeah. So it was a choice between Vukovic, who is also playing, to be fair, for the Mariners, and Langerak. But um, anyway, look, you know, as you say, you can have arguments over this player or that player. Arnold's made his selection now, and... Uh, you know, he'll have to stand by it. I had an interesting debate last night, Simon, about comparing this squad with the ones that have gone to World Cups before. And the big issue is when you take it over one to one and a half decades, that this Socceroos squad shows that Australia has really dropped the ball on development. Do you feel the same way, that it's not showing 
the same growth that we probably could have expected after 2006? Oh, blimey. I mean, this is a conversation that could probably yeah. go on for about three hours. Mm. Um, you know, what, we do have to remember that that generation in 2006, the golden generation, as, yep. as we call it, was a fantastic squad and probably one that's going to be difficult to replicate. Mm. Um, obviously, because it did so well, we then had increased expectations that perhaps subsequent World Cups would deliver, deliver you know, even better results or, or at least just as good. Now, you've got to look in the context of where our game is at generally. And yes, development is, is certainly one of those uh, points that is valid because our development is not good enough. But also it's, it's the product of a game that still exists on the smell of an oily rag. And okay. yeah. until we have proper investment in our game at all levels, and that includes having a bigger national league, includes having a national second division. Um, and I'll give you one example. Another big talking point out of the squad today is uh, the non-appearance of Christian Volpato. Now, he was asked to be a part of the 26. He's just made the breakthrough at Roma under yep. Jose Mourinho and has declined the offer for the time being. Now that, he's within his rights to do that. Now, of course, he was at Sydney FC and Western Sydney Wanderers as a kid. Um, they decided that, you know, he wasn't good enough at the time. Mm -hmm. And there's been a big blow up about that. Well, you know, this shows that we don't know what we're doing. Well, a lot of countries let kids slip through the net. But what the other countries have is professional second divisions and even third divisions and fourth divisions where those kids can go and regroup and start again and ultimately make the breakthrough. Now, we don't have that. You know, we have 11 professional teams, if you exclude Wellington Phoenix in New Zealand. And it's a big problem. Uh, it means that there's a lot of wastage. And, you know, some of those kids uh, slipped through the net when they shouldn't have been. And it's very easy to blame the A-League clubs and say, well, you don't know what you're doing. But it happens all over the world. We have to have a bigger football economy in this country. And that's where we haven't made enough progress over the last 15 years, in my opinion. Simon, we're the worst ranked nation in our group. Uh, we're at 38. France is at fourth in the world. Denmark, 10th. Tunisia, 30th in the world. How are we going to fare? Well, look, I'm cautiously optimistic, but realistic at the same time. I think Tunisia are beatable. The rankings suggest that. Um, if we say that, you know, we could potentially get three points there, then you're looking at one point from the other two games to have a really good chance of getting through to the round of 16. Now, I think the way that the games fall, given that we have France first, uh, is not a bad thing because the French can be notoriously slow starters at major tournaments. They've got a couple of injuries as well. There's no Paul Pogba, there's no N'Golo Kante. So it's possible we could, you know, jag a draw or, or even better against the French. We played Denmark and France at the last World Cup. We got a draw against Denmark in, in Russia four years ago. So I, I don't think it's doom and gloom. Um, mm. We're not the favourites, and that, that's understandable. Uh, but I think this squad has a chance. I'm not saying they're definitely going to get through, but I think there's a possibility. So in terms of this World Cup and what it presents on the world stage... What opportunity is there for the Socceroos? What, what do we get out of this at the very end in your mind, regardless of results? What has to come out of this World Cup? Well, $12 million for a start, yeah. just for qualifying, um, and the boost of you know millions of people watching the nation on TV. 
um, which you know is still crucial for our game in this country. Mm-hmm. What I would like to see on the back of this World Cup and of course the Women's World Cup, which is coming to these shores next year, is increased investment in the game. That, that's what's been lacking, you know, probably throughout its history. Um, we, we need to build up our domestic professional competitions, both men's and women's. We need more teams, more games, uh, better opportunities for our youngsters, both male and female. Yeah. Uh, second division, that's, that's an absolute must at, at some point. And then maybe in future, the likes of Christian Volpato won't have to go overseas to try and make it because there'll be opportunities here. Simon, we look forward to your coverage. Mm. We really appreciate your time today. We know how busy you are. Australia kicks it off on Tuesday, the 22nd of November, 10pm local time, Roach. That's very accommodating at Al Janoub Stadium, Al Wakra. Did I say that right? Oh, Simon's Hilly? gone. He's, oh, he's gone. gone. He's gone. Oh, I knew he's busy. He had to go to another interview, Rooch. Yeah. And I just think I could faintly hear through my uh, really bad working ears that he said, spot on, Kimbo. Oh, good. Beautiful yeah. pronunciation. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.